Tonight on Discovery, sharks. Tomorrow night on Discovery, sharks. Followed by several more nights of sharks. Yes, it's midsummer programming once again here at Discovery. Sharks, sharks, and more sharks. Not fascinated by sharks? Okay, let's check out the Discovery Channel video library, shall we? It's uh, in here. Let's see what else they have to put on the air outside of sharks. See, there's shelves of video here. Here, see this one here? Oh, sharks. How about this one here? Sharks. Well, here's one. Fonzie jumps the shark. Got some more here. Sharks. Lots of sharks. Oh, I guess, uh, don't miss it. You know. Tonight on Discovery. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. I had another request for another penis-related comedy bit, so put on your rainbow shades. I had a problem that I couldn't talk about. I guess I was too ashamed. I was boiled by a moil who took way too much off. I've given him the blame. And after a lifetime of rejection and dejection, I had to find a better way. So I went in for an erection injection, and now everything is okay. That's my boner, longer than an Amtrak train. That's my boner, take another look at my what I got. That's my boner, gets me in the carpool lane. That's my boner, things are coming up my way. Had to buy new pants with an expanding fly. I'd rather do that than stay hung like a gnat. No need to wonder why. Found a new direction and I'm making an impression. Feel like a brand new guy. When I swing it around and lob it down on the table, if it had wings, it could fly. That's my boner pointing out a better way. Yeah, I figured since Arizona is in the news, it would have made sense to play this, and it kind of goes together as a matching set. Originally done by Mark Lindsay in 1970 on the Columbia label, that was Arizona before I destroyed it. 95.3-96.9-103.9-1470 WWNN You are listening to The Brit Summer Show Broadcasting live From a state that's oppressed by the Republicans Because our Democratic leadership Be like Huh? What? What? Where? What? What? I gotta get up? Let's go knocking on doors. Oh. Hey, how about those Texas Democrats, huh? Oh! That's what you gotta do to fight against these Trumplican douchebags. And and this wasn't the first time. I think it was in uh, Wisconsin. Was it back in 2011? When the Democratic legislators walked out. And they did, and they camped in Washington, just like uh, the Texas ones are doing right now. I don't remember the result, but it was against Scott Walker, that piece of mung. Well, they're doing this against Greg the Gimp Abbott, who hates human life and dogs. They got rid of all animal rights in that state. So something had to happen. Uh, if, they had, if they had to walk out, whatever they had to do, go for it. Oh! That's right. Democrats with balls. What a rare occasion this is. Like I said, the last time this happened was uh, 10 years ago. That's what you got to do. And they're doing it. What will happen? I don't know. Uh, He's he's threatening to arrest them all. He's going to take a stand on it. (laughs) 
yeah, and uh, have them all arrested. But their their bails have been prepaid, so no no worries there. I'm just not sure. I mean, if they need a quorum or not, they might just override the quorum rule. I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do in that insanity called Texas? But if you think that's, uh, if you think Texas is bad with getting rid of animal rights along with human rights, nobody has no rights. Get out. Uh, Tennessee again, again. What was it? Uh, back in November, it was. Uh, I don't know if it was Nashville or Memphis or one of those things. <laughs> Remember the guy blew himself up in in a, in a Winnebago, and uh, and it was over his. He was protesting against five uh, G, AT and T five G cell phone service. That's why he blew himself up. Yeah, that'll show him. Uh, and as it turns out, five G blows. I I mean I. I First of all, I can't tell the difference between 4 and 5, except for this. It goes over my... I have a lot of sound equipment. It just... It's all kinds of RF. It's like just static. All the... Here, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take my phone, and you can hear for yourself. I don't know if you can hear that. There you go. That's what you get with 5G. You get noise. Uh, and coverage is... This phone, brand new phone, it will, uh, <clears throat> as soon as I leave the house, it drops. Uh, and I have all the settings right. I checked. Uh, it, it drops service. But if you restart it, yeah, why, everything's fine. That's 5G. It's just another corporate uh, incentive to get, sell you a new phone. There's really no difference. Coverage is, is the same or worse. 5G. So this guy blew himself for uh, really nothing. He into a bloody mist he goes to teach AT and T a lesson. And what did AT and T say about that? Meh. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, Tennessee, uh, they strike again. Tennessee. Now, now this is from the uh, Tennessean. Don't get the appropriate theme music here. Tennessee abandons vaccine outreach to minors, and not just for COVID-19. No. The Tennessee Department of Health will halt all adolescent vaccine outreach, not just for coronavirus, but all diseases. Amid pressure from Republican state lawmakers, according to an internal report and agency emails obtained by the Tennessean. If the health department must issue any information about vaccines, staff are instructed to strip away the agency logo off the documents. The health department will also stop all COVID-19 vaccine events on school property. The decisions to end vaccine outreach and school events come directly from Health Commissioner Dr. Lisa Percy. Additionally, the health department will take steps to ensure it no longer sends postcards or notices reminding teenagers to get their second dose of coronavirus vaccines. Postcards will be sent to adults, but teens will be excluded from the mailing list. So uh, the postcards are not potentially interpreted as solicitation to minors. It's a vaccine, you ignorant slut. Uh, all these changes take effect just as the coronavirus pandemic shows new signs of spread in Tennessee. After months of declining infections, the average new number of cases per day is more than double it was in the past two weeks. From 177 to 418, the average test positivity rate has jumped from 2.2 to 5.4 in the same time period. Reactions are as follows. Make polio great again? Americans outraged as Tennessee abandons vaccine outreach to teens. Tennessee official fired, former top vaccine official releases scathing statement about health department, and that would be Dr. Michelle Fiscus, Tennessee's former top vaccine official. Fiscus was fired without explanation on Monday. Fiscus said she was scapegoated to appease lawmakers who had described routine vaccine outreach as reprehensible. <laughs> She's quoted here, This is a failure of public health to protect the people of Tennessee, and that's what's reprehensible. When the people elected and appointed to lead this state 
put their political gains ahead of the public good, they have betrayed the people who have trusted them with their lives. They don't care about life. No more COVID-19 vaccine events at schools. Until now, county health officials under the purview of the Department of Health have sometimes used schools as venues for coronavirus vaccination drives, and at least one of those events have primarily served adults, not minors. Uh, For example, two weeks ago, health officials held a two-day vaccination drive at Woodlawn Elementary School outside of Clarksville. Clarksville? Under the agency's new rules, events like this will no longer be permitted across most of the state. Jeez. Lawmakers threaten ending the entire health department. The Tennessee Department of Health began backing off vaccination outreach in the wake of contentious legislative hearings in mid-June, where several conservative lawmakers chastised Piercy for efforts to vaccinate teenagers. Boy, you know something? These, these, if, you're, if you're a Republican, you're just a killer. You have no soul. You have no morals. You have nothing. You're vacuous. You're vapid. You, if you're a Republican, you're in a death cult. No proactive outreach regarding routine vaccines. After the health department's internal COVID-19 report was circulated on Friday, the rollback of vaccine outreach was further detailed in a Monday email. From Chief Medical Officer, Medical Officer Dr. Tim Jones, Jones told staff that they should conduct no proactive outreach regarding routine vaccines and no outreach whatsoever regarding HPV vaccine, which I think is for cervical cancer. Let them get cervical cancer, god damn ya. Because that's what Jesus wants, right? God damn it. In other words, they're not even going to give vaccines for polio. So <clears throat> if... Um, you're raising any kids in the, the, the t- state of Tennessee, and and they, they get, get, you can get polio. They can grow up to be a 1950s person with those uh, crutches with the, with the cuffs on it. They, they can grow up someday to be like uh, Greg Abbott. Although that wasn't polio, that was a car accident. And I'd like to look more into that Greg Abbott car accident. I bet you it was him. I bet you he's the one who lost his legs. He's just that kind of an evil miserable douchebag and this could be revenge for him losing his his legs well greg you better get a leg up on the situation because you're a miserable no good son of a bitch on wheels there is no reason for this it's to appease trump i mean they're 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 going to let children die and they don't care and they make a weak case about it, but they have, what do I always say? They have the power of the media infrastructure behind them. So it doesn't matter what they want. They can get what they want. And in this case, it's death. This is the political cult party of death. They want death all around. You know, even... uh. uh James Bond villains drew the line at killing children. They want to kill children. You know something? They're ISIS without the schmatas on their head. They're ISIS wearing suits. That's the difference. They're white men in, well, a couple of uh, yeast infections, but white men in suits. And if you put them in a uh, white Toyota truck in the desert, it's, it's ISIS. It's the same thing. We got the 20th anniversary of 9-11 coming up. And I remember it, it, it's fresh and still a, a lot of our memory that uh, everybody rose up against the uh, Middle Eastern and the Taliban and the ISIS and all this. And you know something? Now they embrace it. Somebody, and it's a quote, I can't, I can't remember who said it. Trump is the Osama bin Laden. He didn't fly to planes, but he had a lot of followers. And then, yeah, you know, these if they would train to fly a plane, they would do the same thing if he told them to. They would fly him in the buildings. There's no difference between today's Republican and the Middle Eastern terrorists we experienced during 9-11. Allah, Allah, Allah. Only they're going, God, 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 and Jesus. 
the same thing. It's a death cult, a cult of death. And remember, what was it, 10, 12 years ago? What was it, Sarah Palin? Well, the, the, the death panel, the death panel's going to get you. What happened to that? The death panels went away with uh, Obama taking your guns. And then, you know, they lie and lie and lie, and it doesn't matter. And then you realize, oh, we were lied to, but, but they're going to have a better lie next time. Did Obama take your guns? Redneck hillbillies? Inbred redneck? You know, that's no, you can't call them that. You're going to hurt their feelings. Fuck them. And if they want COVID, like in Branson, if they want it that bad, then go and die. You know something? Thin the herd. Get rid of them. They want to be stupid. They want to be suicidal. Let them go. Don't do no respirators for them. No, because it's a Democrat hoax. Let them see what kind of hoax that is when they get the uh, Delta Airlines variant. <laughs> I bet Delta Airlines is really upset about that. I'm vaccinated. I'm all clean. And I still wear my mask. And I, and I know a lot of... I'm in an area where uh, most people here have been vaccinated, the ones with any kind of brains at all. And then we have your unvaccinated ones. And it's, it's starting to get half and half with the masks here. I'm noticing that. But you can't say anything because if you say anything, those people you, you're saying it to might be vaccinated. You don't know. And I don't want to take that chance. Let them get their little COVID and make Trump happy and die. And then we'll just go about our lives. Let Fox News lose all their viewership. Help, I've fallen and I'm dying from COVID. <laughs> Let them all die. The same goes for uh, the legislators in Tennessee. <laughs> Who needs it? I'm, I'm so sick. We're all sick of this. And I say that to everybody listening to me. Sick of hearing about this. Well, uh, the COVID is, we're, we're not going to have anything to alter the uh, natural course of nature. Listen, if this is a natural course of nature, then uh, then die, please. And I can attribute it to this, uh, the, 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 the Trump, uh, this make America great again. If, if all of these anti-vaxxer imbeciles drop dead, eh, that would do it. Your red cap will come true. And they can adorn your grave with your red cap. You did. You made America great again. You know, I'm thinking, uh, no more Republican Party. No more, and I've been saying Republicans, you know, because it's, it just flows. Uh, but I'm thinking we should just rebrand what used to be the Republican Party as the Chuds. Yeah, the Chuds. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Chuds. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a movie came out in the mid-80s called The Chuds. And it's about, uh, again, radiation gets the blame for this. Uh, radioactive sewage waste turns uh, people into cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. And they live in the sewers and they, they pull people down they eat them. So that was the movie. It was, it was a lousy movie. It's a cult favorite, though, and <laughs> to the point where there's a, I think there's a, a the apartments.com. It's not on a lot, but they made a commercial about the Chuds looking for an apartment, you know, somewhere above the sewers. Now, I, I would put them in the category of a Chud, the Trump-worshipping uh, senators who fly down to Mar-a-Lago with uh, Trump cock on their breath when they go home. Yeah, they're Chuds. From now on, all Republican Trumplicans hereforth will be referred to as Chuds. And that's when the Chuds came at me. Put on my five ones and I headed for the street. Just checked out the best of Hustler and I'm starting to feel the heat. Suddenly I see people. Checking out my button fly scene Yeah, I got a first class riser It done pitched the tent in my jeans Now I'm sporting a woody I'm finding it impossible to conceal I'm sporting a woody I 
Judds. <laughs> Listening to the Brit Summers show. I have an update from last week's show regarding the Toyota <laughs> donations to the Trumplicans, praising them, giving them a little schmear for uh, voting against uh, confirming Joe, Joe Biden and voting against having any kind of hearings or uh, officiating anything about January 6th. But uh, this story has uh, more twists and turns as it, as it goes on. Uh, turns out, Toyota announced it will no lo- well, it didn't say no longer. It said it will pause donations to Republicans. Uh, <laughs> I like what Dana Milbank had to say in the Washington Post. On the six-month anniversary of the insurrection, the liberal watchdog Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington tallied contributions corporate PACs have made to 147 insurrectionists in Congress. Those who voted to overturn the results of the 2020 election, even after the Trump mob's deadly attack at the Capitol. I'm going to get to the meat of this. It's very well written. But I, I found a mistake I made last week. Remember, I broke down $55,000 to 37 insurrectionist lawmakers. Uh, the thing is, uh, it was $55,000 each. See, I went through all that, and the math would have been a lot easier. Yeah, that, so that was the, the cost of uh, Alexis. They, they gave each of these insurrectionist douchebags that somehow uh, are in office, $55,000 each. And it's four times as much as, yeah, get this, Cigna and Coke Industries gave them to say thanks. Thanks, Pally. A Toyota spokesman told me that the company supports candidates based on their position on issues that are important to the auto industry and the company. Apparently, constitutional democracy isn't one of those issues. No. If Toyota wishes to solidify its standing as the official car of insurrectionists, I suggest a more comprehensive approach. Toyota should roll out a new line of vehicles like the 2022 Toyota Paranoia, formerly Sequoia, vaccines turning you magnetic? Magnetic. You know, I thought about that. How great would that be if you 
did turn magnetic with the vaccine, and then you could go to a nude beach with the confidence of knowing you'll never lose your car keys. Government confiscating your guns? Mask mandates feeling like a holocaust? Karen Driver says the paranoia has best-in-class handling of conspiracy theories and adaptive variable suspension that allows you to roll over the most stubborn facts in quiet comfort. See, I could have done the, the VO on that Lincoln spot. Comfort in the extreme. The all-new Lincoln Luxury SUVs. The 2022 Toyota Rotunda, formerly Tundra. The Capitol Police will scatter when you drive this bad boy over barriers and up the West Lawn, smashing right into the Capitol Dome. Its flatbed can carry 1,730 pounds of tear gas flagpoles, gas masks, fire extinguishers, and nooses to use against uncooperative police and lawmakers. Yeah, and it, and it goes on. It's really cute what he did. Toyota's decision was not well received. Not only did the company face all kinds of criticisms from progressive voices online, online. Toyota likes to say its cars are made in America, while its actions are unmaking America. The, uh, the uh, Lincoln Project announced the launch of a new ad campaign, starting with a minute-long commercial, which was set to air on national cable. A press statement on the ad campaign said, We will also digitally blanket the top 20 Toyota dealerships in the country, which would have been great. Yesterday, 10 days after the public learned about the company's PAC contributions, the automaker caved. They caved! Oh! Toyota announced Thursday that it will stop contributing to Republican members of Congress who on January 6th voted against certifying the 2020 election results after a PAC said it would begin running ads criticizing companies for such donations. Toyota's decision to donate to those lawmakers after January 6th troubled some stakeholders, in other words, stockholders, and that's when they seem to change their mind. And for that reason, we have decided to stop contributing to those members of Congress. The reference to those members of Congress suggests Toyota still intends to use its corporate back to support congressional lawmakers, but the 147 Republicans who rejected the election results will no longer be among the beneficiaries. You lose! I'm telling you, this is the only way we can ever get anything done. Uh, I remember in 2015 when they had the... uh, anti-trans uh, bathroom bills floating around. You know who, who stepped up to support us? Walgreens. Walgreens. We have to, I mean, we have our share of activists fighting these, these things, but, but the, the real thing that works is money. And when corporate stands up and says, no, these uh, human feces in suits, uh, they, they, they back down. It's, it's true what they say about, what they say, what I say too. About the bullies. That's the best way. You stare them down. You pound them down. And there there was a, a white supremacist uh, march in Philadelphia. And uh, it was about uh, 100 or so marching with the hoods and the uh, new garb for uh, white supremacists is a uh, white pullover shirt and khaki pants. Khaki, khaki pleated pants. <laughs> I'm a white supremacist, and I've got pleated pants. <laughs> anyway, they were marching through Philadelphia, and I've seen the video. It's great. Philadelphians, they don't take this kind of crap. They were, they were throwing bottles at them. They were throwing rocks at them. They were, they were saying, get out of here, get lost, and they ran. Every white supremacist in that uh, march ran away. Ran away because bullies are cowards. And the only way anybody could be a bully to you is when you let them. And, and my fellow Democrats, we let them. Uh-huh. Like this, this, this Joe Manchin thing. I often wonder if uh, Joe Biden was a younger man in his younger days. And he was uh, president now. Let's say the 30-something Joe Biden. If he was that age now... If he would employ the LBJ tactics that uh, Johnson did. That's when you take your opponent by the throat and slam their ass up against a wall. 
And then you point your finger right in their eyeball and you tell them how you want them to vote. I can't help but wonder if he would. He, I mean, he, obviously, he can't do that. Now he's like groveling for bipartisanship and it's not going to happen. Great as that speech he made last week. Oh, that's fine. Very, very nice. People were calling it a mic drop. It would have been a mic drop if he would be more forceful about HB1 putting it through because every single policy that he's going to put through is going to get destroyed in 2024 or just vanished or wiped out. All of the executive orders will disappear. They want to take us back. And when I say they, I'm talking about the Retrumplican party. They want to take us back to 1933. You can figure that one out. They had an, oh, they had an insurrection in, in Germany and it didn't work. Just like now, they're taking, um, listen, I know all the Nazi comparisons and all that, and the Retrumplicans are, it's a common practice for them to be reflectionists because they have no answers, they have no way to argue a point. So they project, they project everything. But behind all of this propaganda, all the hate talking, they're very carefully plotting along and planning like they always do you got to hand it to the Republican Party. They've been doing this for years. They lay out a business plan, and then they very slowly, very slowly, exact their plan. Uh, uh, media broadcasting, that goes back to 1972. They waited very patiently all the way up to 1996. You know, they got uh, this little thing passed. They got that little thing little by little they nibbled away and then in 1996 bill clinton handed them the entire media they have it all now and you know who says that was a big mistake bill clinton so right now they're planning very methodically detail by detail how this is going to work and we're going to see a nightmare and next year during the midterms and if the Democratic Party can't wrap their brains around how important communication is. Uh, uh, use communication as a tool to inform people on your progress and what's going on and all of the false accusations that you, you, you have no recourse for. Uh, you have no... <laughs> how many times am I going to go over this? I'm, I... I, I teased it at the end of last week's show we're gonna lose next year especially in florida really bad because we've got a guy here manny diaz uh, head of the florida democratic party <clears throat> he's uh he's got no interest in this at all these people their mind is set that uh, they can save all kinds of money if you send the uh little drones out there to knock on doors and Send out postcards. Here's a little postcard. You wouldn't want to vote for me now, would you? Here's a postcard. I've got a po Oh, if you don't want a postcard, here's a little door hanger for you. Or, or, or what was the other? Uh, they, they can have a bake sale. This is how the Democrats are going to campaign in Florida. Uh, this is what they're encouraging us to get involved with. You hit the ground, a grassroots effort, knock on doors. We're up against a multi-billion dollar broadcast media infrastructure and they don't want to listen. They don't care. And then, and we're going to lose. And that's that. Anything else? You don't take that seriously. We're going to lose. We lost bad last time. You know, people don't understand in Florida. Democrats took a big hit in 2020 <clears throat> oh yeah biden won this state went totally red and it was a, we had a communications director back then they did nothing well they got the social media didn't do anything on a social media we have two cable news channels that actually does disseminate news they've got five propaganda channels posing as news well, I got Sirius XM in the car. I can listen to uh, Tom Hartman. Channel 127, I believe. They ha w there's one 
progressive channel on there and a sub uh, channel. Uh, I think it's Talk Left. And that's it. They've got five, five full-fledged channels on SiriusXM. Take a look at their uh, listening menu. I did. And am I ever going to subscribe? No. No, I will not because I'm not that big a Stern fan. And really, that's all they have to promote that thing. So, yes, if, if, if the Florida Democratic Party doesn't wrap their brain around how important it is to have a media infrastructure, even a small one. See, right now we don't have any. We've got nothing over here. We've got to have some kind of broadcast presence, even if it's billboards, anything. Uh, but no, what they're going to do is they're going to wait until three or four months out of the primary and, uh, and then start making it rain money because that's how our mega donor funding works. We get all kinds of money to spend during an election cycle and they turn off the tap as soon as the election's over. That don't happen with Republicans. No, that tap is running full force constantly. Perpetual campaigning. They're campaigning right now. Are we? Nah. Well, we got time. Let's put our feet up on the desk and wait. Right, Manny Diaz? We'll wait to get our asses handed to us. The vocabulary of the average American stops growing by age 18, and a lot sooner if you live in the Ozarks. To make a positive impression and to get ahead, you need an advantage. You need Hillbilly Verbal Advantage. With Hillbilly Verbal Advantage, you'll learn key power words that will make you seem smarter than you really are. Words like gruesome. Woo-wee, have you seen Billy Bob's boy, young Billy Bob? I hardly recognized him. He sure has gruesome. Raffle. You best get out of here or I'll let this raffle do the talking for me. Spearmint. I heard that old Doc Frankenstein was doing all sorts of weird spearmints in his basement. Give your vocabulary the boost it needs with Hillbilly Verbal Advantage. Call today. Yes, the bottom of the hour at the Brit Summer Show. And that means for everybody on the ground listening in their car under the tower, uh, you're going to have to uh, either wait for the one hour drop, which uh, I'll... <laughs> I don't know. Whenever time is to be filled, but, uh, but that's the edited version. You're still going to want to hear the online version. And I urge you to go to BritSummers.com and hit this week's show. And this current show will be there. I'm dropping them a lot sooner now. And that's where you can join everybody else on the dark side for the uh, second portion of the Brit Summer show. And coming up after the break is... Uh, relatively new song stay tuned for that it's actually a pretty good tune that you've probably never heard before so for everybody else who can't make it to the party <laughs> i'll see you here next week on 95.3 96.9 103.9 wwnn Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. The tune voted best. The number one tune this week. Now, on last week's show, I played a lot of uh, Elton John covers of Roger Cook songs, and one of his songwriting partners was Henry Gross. You know him best from the Casey Kasem hated song, <laughs> Shannon. And if you're into this kind of sound, check out henrygross.com. Everybody's telling me I'm guilty of a felony. I took somebody's melody and put it in my song. I admit I'm lazy and my memory might be hazy But I'd never be so crazy cause I still know right from wrong Been high enough to see over the mountain Been high enough to fly above the rain Been down so low, stopping us from the fountain Been high enough to toss them back Not so funny, and I better earn some money if I wanna get her love. Though I know what I'm missing, I'm a man on a mission, got a strong inner vision, and I thank the stars above. And high enough 
something that you, you enjoy. Henry Gross has been cranking out albums for years. I mean, this one's from uh, 2013, but he has a new album out. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. I think he's great. He's a brilliant songwriter. And will anybody know? No. No, nobody outside of listening to the Gilbert Gottfried, Frank Santo Padre podcast, which I really enjoy. And you might too. And they just had Gabe Kaplan on. But for more, if you like this, HenryGross.com To see a song again Been high enough To know it's just a game You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, Acast, and I'm working on a couple of other platforms that I have to learn a lot more about. Uh, yeah, see, there are musicians out there. See? And this guy, I mean, he was a, a kid when he was starting out, but he worked with a lot of great... He was actually on the uh, Jim Croce album, playing guitar. I think it was Operator, one of those Jim Croce songs. And he started out in Sha Na Na. <laughs> quite a career. And, and he was young. He's 70 now, but listen to him. Don't sound it. Still got his pipes. Roger Cook, not so much. But Roger Cook was more of a composer. Hundreds of top 40 hits. The Hollies, The Fortunes, and the one I played last week, My Baby Loves Lovin' uh, by White Plains, which was covered by Elton John. That was fun last week. Whenever I uh, unearth a treasure like that, I share it with you, my audience, which I am very grateful for because they helped me survive. They helped the show stay on the air and helped me survive. They put food on my table. And I thank you all. But I must give honorable mention to the one underwriter of this show who really fills the tank with high test, Ernie. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. Oh, oh thank you, Ernie. By the way, did I mention uh, this is my birthday? <laughs> so that was a very nice birthday gift the donations are the gifts that keep giving okay i've been threatening to play this for you um and i hope you like it i want to hear back uh this is the segment i was telling you about that i want to do periodic not all the time but periodically on my show i'd like to talk about cars and uh i have a racing expert available to discuss this with me joe castello who was uh, with me when I did the George Rodriguez Memorial, uh, he was kind enough to uh, contribute time. And, and we got off the rails and we started talking about cars. Uh, and I want to make it a segment, but not if you don't want to. So what you're about to hear is the discussion we had, car-related. And uh, if you'd like to have more automotive industry uh, segments uh, Throughout the course of the show, I mean, not every week, not every month, but whenever, you know, like that. Uh, please get back to me on this because uh, I'd like to do more. And and Joe said he'd be happy to do it. So it, it's uh, thebritsummershow.com. Contact me there or on Facebook. Tell me if you liked it. Boca Brittany Summers. And uh, we'll take it from there. Here's the first installment, I hope, of Car Talk with Brit and Joe. You know what I'd really, really like to do, Joe? And, uh, and I've asked you this a million times, and I don't know why you won't do it. I talk about cars on my show a lot, and uh, I'd like to get a professional uh, input on it. Yeah, the reason I don't do it 
Boca is because you don't ever schedule me. You got to schedule. Well, here's I, I, here's the I thing. Gotta work I, a week in advance, like uh, everything. I like, know you're you know? globe trotting. You see, I can I can talk cars on a phone from globe trotting. <laughs> just need to know. like if I'm at the racetrack on the starting line and it's loud. Okay, it's not going to work out. I want to do something like I don't know if you remember those two guys in PBS that used to test drive the new cars and just trash them. <laughs> yes, I don't get to drive a lot of new cars, but I get to, well. Actually, that's not true. What am I talking about? I drive rental cars all the time. I've got some pretty good new car knowledge. I'm down to talk cars, though, all the time. I read a lot. I'm up on it. Obviously, racing is my profession, mm-hmm. and so I'm down. It's just a matter of getting together with the time to record. Well, since you can no longer, these days, race them on Sunday and buy them on Monday, since those days are gone, I thought if, if you did a car show with me, we could talk about cars that you can buy on Monday, and then you could talk about cars that race on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? We can go well, buying see. them both. It's funny. That's actually no longer true. There's a couple of things going on in, in uh, car racing. There's different categories. But win on Sunday, sell on Monday is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that the car that you'll be buying on Monday is pretty damn expensive. And <laughs> yeah. you've got to be into racing to like it. <laughs> but they've got a couple. And, and you know what? This past weekend even um, was a major milestone. A world record was set by an all-electric car that yeah. is, is very new technology. I don't know if you know quarter mile elapsed times, but mm-hmm. this is a full body Mustang that's called the Cobra Jet 1400. Anybody can go search it. Mm-hmm. And it went the quarter mile in 8.12 seconds at 169 miles per hour. Yeah. And that's incredibly fast. It's quick. It's fast. It's amazing. It is the world record for a full bodied electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's way quicker than anything made by Tesla, Plaid, Ludacris, all that stuff, like yeah. by a lot. Um, Ford engineers are all over it. It's designed for drag racing, obviously. Yeah. But um, interesting stuff like that, man. I'm all yeah. over it. Because, you know, I, I know that there's a resentment out there <clears throat> because eventually everything's going to go electric. But and, and I like the old bone crushers and the guzzlers, too. I mean, I used to have them. <laughs> I remember I had a, a, a 70 Grand Prix. And and I think I like six miles to the gallon. <laughs> right. It's like well, I think I, I think uh, that uh, I believe yeah. that there will always be a place for specialty gasoline burning vehicles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, they still sell. You could get 105 octane. I think somewhere on Andrews Avenue, they still sell it. Yeah, yeah. Specialty. That's where I go to get my racing. Oh, like I said, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's actually but, there's a there's a uh, an act working its way through. Congress um, that called the RPM Act. Apparently, the and I'm all for the environment. Okay, and I understand that the environment, global climate change, is on one side of the of the deal. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that specialty automobiles should be exempted from that kind of stuff because, in the grand scheme of pollution, it's a tiny, tiny fraction compared to commerce factories all of that anymore yeah you're talking about factory right but 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 we got those out there with the diesel trucks you know bilging out smoke to be just to be a jerk blowing cold Uh, right yeah Uh, we have that problem the upside of the automotive hobby vastly drowns out the downside that it does whatever the impact is environmentally i'm talking about manufacturing machining knowledge um things that we need to do for national sustainability like it's a hobby for that's true but a lot of these people they're discounting the uh, benefits to uh electric cars now when i was a kid growing up i sounded like gilbert gottfried when i was a kid growing up the slot cars were all the rage which are electric cars but the competition was you got a bigger engine than the next uh race car next to you so it, it's not really going to change competitively in racing. It's just they're just going to go a hell of a lot faster. Well, they might. I don't. I don't. The day that they can beat a top field dragster, I'll be stunned. Uh, you know, but it doesn't even matter because we still have. No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking fuelies. I'm talking. I'm for round track. Oh, okay. Stuff. Well, yeah. that, however it evolves, it evolves is the real answer. Like right. you know, in what world do you play with antiquated technology? You know, it's. Uh, We'll see what happens, but mm-hmm. it, will there be Formula One and now has electric hybrid uh, cars 
and they're coming to South Florida, by the way. I don't know if you know about that. Formula One is going to race at Hard Rock Stadium in <laughs> 2022. Where? Which is at the stadium, like in the parking lot. They're going to build a purpose-built Formula One track inside the grounds of the stadium. It's going to be awesome. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a worldwide event as big or bigger than the Super Bowl uh, every year. Well, I'm going to have gonna... to stay away from Sterling Road during that event. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> just going to the race, definitely, it will be, yeah. uh, and, and the locals were totally wrong, they didn't understand it, right. but there are great benefits to auto racing, but to transportation, on the other hand, you can watch uh, any future movie, they're all going to be electric, most people aren't going to care what it is, mm -hmm. they're going to summon electric transportation via their mobile device, via Uber, except there won't be a driver, the transportation will show up. They will get into the transportation. It will take them to where they want to go. They'll get out. Mm -hmm. They won't own a car. They'll just use the network of electric transportation. And that's it. That's that's where it's going. So it, it, it's, it's something to look forward to when you think about it. It is pretty exciting the way the tech is going uh, with horsepower. I, mean, I don't even know if they're going to be calling it horsepower. But I, they'll be equating it as such. Torque. Uh, torque. Just torque? Yeah. Yeah. They have torque numbers. And they're, it's amazingly yeah. torquey. I see in yeah. a, uh, one of my side gigs, the Teslas come in. And right. it's like a very boring uh, vehicle. And it just like goes really, really fast. <laughs> and it never, yeah. spits, never spins the tires either, which is a big part of racing is traction. They yeah. have figured out how to use maximum power without spinning the tires. Yeah, but then they can uh, adjust it the other way too if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. If they yeah. wanted to just blow them off, they could. But oh, what's yeah. the point of that? Uh, speaking of torque, I, I found what I think is the fastest little car that nobody's heard of. New car. Nobody's heard of this thing. My my old Nissan, you remember the red Sentra I have? Yes. Um, that's 110,000 miles. It's it's beaten. I tried to keep it as factory fresh as I could, but it, it just wants to die. The dipstick on my 1.8 Nissan... The top of it broke off, and it slowly sunk into the crankcase. So, oh, no. Yeah, so it's it's not a case of just uh, somehow pulling it out. You have to somehow remove the tube, which is uh, pressed in, or remove the oil pan. So I took it to the Nissan. I was going to say Datsun. <laughs> uh -huh. And, uh, and went, well, it'll be $150 to pull it in, and then we can tell you what's wrong and what it'll need. Uh, really? Just to look at it? So right across the way was a Kia dealership. And I know I have no credit since I what, lost the Velocitor. house. Huh? Velocitor. No, that, that's a Hyundai. Hyundai? Yeah. You said Kia. I went into Kia, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm guessing another car that you're going to say. All right, keep going. Well, first, right away, I was tackled by a sales guy. And, and, and I told him, you're, you're going to waste your time. I have no credit. Oh, don't worry about it. We're going to get it. I said, okay, have fun. And meanwhile, while I run on my credit... <clears throat> He said, I'm looking at the uh, the Stinger, okay? Stinger. The Kia Stinger? It's the yes. $52,000 for that car. What? <laughs> They're fast. For a Kia. Hey. Oh, oh, yeah. They're fast. Super fast. So I'm looking at the Stinger. I'm saying, this is, this is what I want that I can't afford. And he said, yeah, but you can. We have a baby Stinger. Let me show you what that is. They have a baby Stinger. And it's not the K5. The one I'm talking about is not advertised. It is the Forte GT. <laughs> Search that and look at the the, uh, the test drive uh, videos in that thing. This thing with the race chip, it weighs less than 2,000 pounds, uh, gets 250 horsepower with the race chip. Uh, I think it's 150 pounds of torque. Um, the short throw six speed is optional, but that's the one I test drove. Uh, the standard transmission is automatic double clutch, which is even faster. I drove this, I'm telling you something. Uh, I haven't driven a car that fast since I drove a 1970 Charger RT 440 Magnum. I couldn't get over how fast that car was. So he, he says it goes zero to 60 in five seconds, and it, and it did for me, and it gets 41 miles per gallon. Wow. I'm like, and get this, top price, fully loaded, 22. That's, that's not a lot. I'm like, not by like, today's standards. What? 
And, and, and no one's heard of this thing. Yeah, no, I got it up. Uh, I'm looking at here, and uh, it looks interesting. Looks you know, like it's just like a little, uh, little sleeper. unassuming yeah. car. The interior is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying, you know, as far as uh, horsepower and power and everything, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I said, why is it um, so barren inside? He said, because Kia hired a uh, German interior designer. And, uh, right, and the they- Germans are very barren. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Their cars yeah. are minimalistic. You could see, you know, Dieter designed it, and uh, <laughs> it's minimalistic. So did you get it? <laughs> well, I said, am I going to lose a few points on this soft inquiry? He said, you're not going to lose any points at all because you have no points to lose. You've got zero. You are a ghost. Oh, wow. There's nothing there. No record of me whatsoever. And uh, that will tell you, after I lost a house nine years ago, and I never reapplied for anything. Everything was cash since then. And that's what happened. It goes completely blank. You're a ghost. Wow. <laughs> so, but yeah. That's nice, man. I'm checking it out. I like the stitching on the steering wheel. I like the uh, the deal. I mean, obviously, I'm an American car guy. I so know. I'm I, I, and so am I. And I'm like, geez, what they do? This ain't your well, all cars right now are actually very good, is the yeah. real answer. The automobile industry right now, they have gotten to a point where all makes, all manufacturers, and all cars for the most part, no one has got a garbage car anymore. Because if you do, you won't survive. There's no chance people are going to buy it. Everything is pretty good. But then there's better and better and better. Like, um, you know, a six-cylinder Mustang is very, very powerful. Like, you don't need... Uh, like they're over 300 horsepower. All the six cylinders are over making 300 horsepower, mm-hmm. right? Let alone the V8s, which are making 400, 500 horsepower. The interiors are very nice and, you know, loaded up with screens. You're talking about your phone earlier. That's my big worry about cars right now is that if you load a car up with technology from today and it's super advanced in five years, it's going to suck, mm-hmm. right? Because there's going to be more advanced technology. So I actually try to avoid technology. My my car is 2006, and uh, I have no desire to upgrade right now. Like, I'm not planning on upgrading. Because mm-hmm. we're going through this technology revolution that's happening, and we're going to get to the space cars that we've all imagined in our lives. I hope not in Florida. <laughs> it depends on who's driving. <laughs> that's the problem. Grid, if it's the grid, that's fine. <laughs> But if it's the people, then you're right. <laughs> yeah. You drop it to this guy. Yeah, it's like I'm thinking of Tesla with their, the, what is it called, the autopilot with the satellite and all that. I'm like, they didn't test those cars in Florida. I know. I've driven in a fully autonomous vehicle. What do you say we call it a night? It's been. I like it. Yeah, you cut this up, man. Use what you want. And uh, I think it was great. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. This was a great time. You're listening to The Brit Summit Show. The way these people drive Point the car in the right direction Hit the gas and pay attention Expressing road rage On the expressway Expressing road rage On the expressway Don't they want to go home? They drive retarded 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 You drive retarded That's going to wrap it for the Brit Summer Show this week on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlow Channel, and Acast, other platforms yet to be announced. Because I don't get it, but I have I have to figure things out. I'm not that uh, adroit about uh, online platforms, but I'm working on it. I'm working feverishly, and uh, I'll get back to you as that progresses. Will I be back next week? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I want to thank everybody for making this a very happy birthday. Yes, I am 39 once again. So until next time, this is Brit Summer saying, 
Ain't I bombastic? 